theyeshiva.net. Good morning, everybody. Yesterday, we learned a little bit of a complicated piece. The difference between Toyo and Tikkun, it says in Eitzchayim, I'm just going to quote the words that Toyo, there were no parts of him, but only in the Kudus. As he says, the Sviris were not um, developed into details and nuances and length and breadth. It was a Nakuda. And as a result of that, there was another point that in Tayu, the Sviris Azet HaChazet, not integrated. And he says, one depends on the other. And in Tikkun, that process was reversed where we say the spheres are called partsufim. They're built into complete organisms and structures which requires pratim details, and prate pratim details within details. This is nine becomes nine, nine times nine. Each one has three, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Together it creates the structure which we call 248, ramach, which the physical structure is a structure that begins first within the spiritual energy of the body, and this, it's resulted also in the physical and physiological dimension. Yeah. Today, it's already agreed by most uh, mature physicians how profound the symbiosis, the word? But how profound the symbiosis between the soul and the body between the mind and the body, if you want to say that, or between the consciousness and the body. I know the word soul, is, <laughs> it's not a simple word, but between consciousness and the body, between the inner, between the inner and the outer. So, and you really see it here that the Ramach, we talk about Ramach, so it's not just limbs, it's physical limbs, it's a structure of physical limbs. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual division, it's a spiritual structure that's only mirrored in the physical. So when you look at a body, I see a body from the outside. If you take an x-ray, you could see the same exact body, but you see something on the inside. Before they made x-rays, you had to guess, you had to speculate from symptoms. What if you can take a soul x-ray? What would that look like? If you could take a soul x-ray, it's exactly the same body. But you just what you what you're seeing is what you're seeing is a different layer of it. There's the famous expression that the body is made up of ramach evarim, 248. Uh, they usually translate it as limbs or organs. Yesterday you did um, nine times nine. Got to two forty three and the five chasadim. Because each one has three, so nine times nine is eighty-one, and each one is divided into three, called roish taich seif, beginning, middle, and an end. So three times eighty-one, two forty-three. Rabbi Klipper says without a calculator, and uh, and another five is two forty-eight. Yeah. Is this in our capacity to have these type of eyes? No, no. Of course, it's our capacity. I mean, to different degrees, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Probably the best definition, one of the best definitions for the Sefer of Tanya is an x-ray of the soul. It's probably one of the better definitions. You go to a physician, you go to a doctor, you want an x-ray of the body. Yeah. You go to a grand therapist, and maybe you want an x-ray of the mind. Depends on his capacity to make an x-ray. Right? If I could take an x-ray, what, what does it look like inside? Now, it's, it's harder than x-ray of the body in many ways. <coughs> so, <coughs> this needs a lot of beer. What this difference is? I want to learn a little more inside before we begin to explain. Vahamashal. The x-ray shows the Gedarim. That's what it does. As Rabbi said the other night, Rukas doesn't have any Gedarim, so then if someone doesn't have any Gedarim, so it's a stick difficult to see Okay. Ultimate, ultimate has no gedara. Ultimate. At least certain manifestations of it. At least certain manifestations. Yeah, sure, sure. It's page 103, Eight lines from the top, page 103. The marshal for this will also be understood through the faculties of the soul and their relationship to the body. Because he already brought a marshal from the body to discuss parts of and structures. And the marshal for this itself will bring, that's the gamkin, that's his also. There are 248 faculties of the soul that are actually manifested, expressed through 248 parallel aspects of the body. The example is The soul has a capacity for vision. What does vision look like pre-birth or after death? It's not what vision looks like after birth. Vision after birth is a vision that's manifested and plays itself out through the chemistry of the retina, through the chemistry of the eye. In all of its, the eye is probably one of the, you know, they speak about the seven wonders of of the universe. (laughs) I think first and foremost is your eyes. Your eyes. If you read about the jets, the the most developed jets that have... uh, you know, cameras from all sides and the peripheral vision of the horse and the ability to be able to monitor, right? And it pales in comparison to thousands of, uh, thousands and thousands of sensors that the eye has. So that chemistry, the eye becomes a keli, it becomes the vessel for the power of vision that is manifested through the physical eye. But what about, there's also something called spiritual vision. Spiritual vision is a different type of vision. Spiritual vision is deeper. It's not limited. The eye is incredible, <laughs> but it's it's still what there's what my eye can perceive, what my eye can't per, what my eye can perceive. Right? There's an eye. There's a light you could see from one end of the world to the other end of the world. It's a different type of vision. My eye can't have that. Our eyes don't have that. So there's There's the power of audio, shma, shma, listening. 
that's manifested dafka in the ear. And, and, and each one is made up. Again, the extraordinary miracle of biology that each, each limb is, is, is made up. Its chemistry is made up that it could become a facilitator, a conduit for this type of experience. The nose doesn't have those uh, receptors, those receptors that creates the stimulation that the eye perceives and then the brain translates as the vision that I'm looking at or the voice that I'm hearing or the smell that I'm smelling. So these are koiches, faculties that essentially are soul faculties, but they're manifested in these and through these physical limbs. Koich the ability to act, enhance. I can act with my nose. My nose picks up reality, but how does it pick up reality? It picks up reality through smell. My eyes, I don't act with my eyes. I look with my eyes. And then there's what the hands. The hands have a special, the kaya action. I want to give, I want to do, I want, huh? Yeah, I know, but different type of mice, of course. You're saying more with your hands sometimes. The kaya there's the fact, there's the, there's the kayach of hiluch. We call that movement. I can't move. I can't physically move and transport myself with my nose or with my eyes. I could see the vision. I could see the destination. But here, one needs legs. One needs raglayim. And again, this is called a kayach. It's not just a technical thing. It's a faculty of the soul. Yes, movement, action, smelling, seeing, hearing in the soul pre-birth is experienced differently. What does it mean that a soul moves? But movement is a capacity. It's a capacity. It's manifested in the body through different parts of the body. This is the legs, this is the hands, this is the eyes, this is this. Chuli, etc., etc. He doesn't enumerate 248, but that's how it goes. Basically, this is the hispashtus, which is the expansiveness or the expression and the manifestation of the faculties of the soul in kalim. Kalim means containers, vessels. In this case, what are the kalim? The avarim. And you need to have the right kali. And when you study the body, you see the extraordinary meticulousness and precision of each kali designed in the most impeccable, extraordinary way, to be able to achieve this result. Because the oil of the nefesh is there, but if the keli is not there, right? If the keli is not there, which we call sometimes illness or paralysis, etc. The keli is not there, so this koyach can't be manifested in a physical way. Helen Keller once said, it was uh, completely blind and Death. And she said, oh, the only thing that's worse than being blind is not having vision. Having sight but no vision. Vision. Vision, right? <laughs> There's an old anecdote. <laughs> Some of you may have heard it for me. It's an old Israeli anecdote that Moshe Dayan, who was Israel's defense minister, and he had a patch on his eye. You remember Moshe Dayan? He had a patch on his eye from a wound that he received yet in the 1940s, and he was once driving on an Israeli highway. And uh, he was driving at 150 kilometers per hour, which in Israel is not that fast, as you know, but uh, illegal. And a policeman comes to Chonetz Israel, and an e- a policeman stops him and sees it's Moshe Dayan, and he says, you? 
a general, you ought to serve as a role model for Israeli society. I think we have to quadruple your summons, because you're supposed to be an example. You're driving like a madman, you could kill people. So he says, my dear officer, look at me, I only have one eye. Now what would you like me to do with this eye? Look at the speedometer or look at the highway? <laughs> <laughs> so uh I don't know if he got a ticket or not, but the vart is a good vart. Yeah. Some people their whole life they're looking at the speedometer. <laughs> fast, I'm slow, I'm fast, I'm too cautious. You have to see your destination, you have to see your highway. So in sight itself there's levels and this vision. So this is the Kaya vision. A soul has vision. A soul has much more vision. Because the Gashmis doesn't block it. The Kayacharia gets blocked, blocked by Gashmis. A soul could see the whole planet simultaneously. We can't. We can't. The moment a person passes away, their vision doesn't go away. They could see the entire planet simultaneously. Because their Riyya is not limited and blocked by, you know, the building is blocking me. I can't see what's past the building. Or the eye can only pick up, yeah, the light, the spectrums of light that my eye can pick up are limited. The frequency is limited. The distance must have a limit, etc. So this is, these are the kalim, the evadim are the kalim. But you're not going to say that there is a complete compartmentalization in the body. There is also a oneness, there's a pchina achas, a oneness, one dimension which encompasses all of the faculties that are compartmentalized in all of the organs and encompasses all of them from every side, from the head, from the head to the toe. And this is the thought of the person. There is a deep interconnectedness between the brain and the and every single dimension. A person gets burnt. Scorched in the in the in the nail of his foot, in Immediately, immediately, his his thought, his awareness, his consciousness, conscious consciousness, experiences the pain. A person has a desire to move his foot. It's not a whole long complicated. Unless the person, God forbid, there's a defect. But usually it's not a complicated physiological process. But rather, he, people are not even aware of it. Every time you pick up your hand, every time you move your foot, there was a command. <laughs> there was a commandment to do it. It's, I'm not always aware of it, but, but there is such a, again, such a symbiosis, such a unity. It happens. Because there's an element of consciousness or an element of what we call today the, the nervous system that exists everywhere. And that's all connected to the central nervous system, which is the brain. Over there, nobody's going to say they think with their feet or they think with their hands. Consciousness is in the brain. 
But this, there's an element of rotsen or machshava that encompasses the entire body as one. The manifestation of the faculties in limbs, each limb separate, is a metaphor to the structures we spoke about earlier, which are known in Kabbalah as partsufim of Yosher, We'll soon see what that means, which is manifested in Kalim, like the structure of the brain and the structure of the arms, the torso, etc. Toyu is more associated in Kabbalah with a world with a reality called Igulim versus Yosher, which is more like Makifim, circles. Igulim means circles, Yosher means straight, Yosher like Yosher. And this is like the Mashal of the Machshal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting statement. Yeah, that there is consciousness in, in DNA. Yeah, <laughs> separate from our consciousness. Separate from our consciousness. Not separate. It's part of our consciousness is a glimmer of that. It's just a, a little fraction of that consciousness. And that's why, and that's why, machshavas get passed on epigenetics, right? People thought that experiences you have can get passed on to children. Genetics can get passed on to children. What happens with trauma, Holocaust trauma, or so many other types of, how's it getting passed on? What's getting passed on? It's not a gene. I understand the color of hair. I understand the color of eyes. I understand different makeups of a body. I understand Khalila genetic disorder, or whatever it is, a genetic virtue. I mean, a, a virtue, a genetic uh, strength. But sudden, huh? Don't get stuck in the physical. Okay, I'm, no, that's where the research. That's where the research began. I think, right? The body holds the score and all that. That that the genes carry consciousness. <laughs> the genes are not just. Uh, they're not just a, a, a simple technical physical program. Yeah. And where is their DNA? Where is there not DNA? DNA is <laughs> DNA you can extract from uh, from a strand of hair, even when there's no nerves, even when you don't see a chios. You cut your hair, there's no pain. You have you have nails. You have saliva. I mean, it seems like chitzonius should be chitzonius. But he calls it makith, because you can't compare the experience of consciousness in the brain to experience of consciousness in the leg. But it doesn't mean it's not there. In a way, it's more powerful even, because it's not limited to the aver. We were learning this once as Yeshiva Bachram, so there was a Heverman there who was a, a scientist or a pseudoscientist. So he, he was alarmed. He was alarmed. It was a Bioel Khan was teaching. Well, this is a joke. What Machshavin Regal, whoever heard of this? It does take time from the brain till the foot. It's not true. This is old Greek science that has no basis in reality. And this, so, stop. I remember that he was very alarmed that he says the Machshav is also Beregel. You kick a basketball. I mean, sorry, you kick a soccer ball or in Europe a football. But uh, that's what a regal is for. You want to run, you run. <laughs> huh? Huh? He said they should. <laughs> yeah. 
They do. Depends on the player. If it's if it's uh, if you're a fan, then he probably plays with his brain. If not, he doesn't. <laughs> They stimulate the spine to help paralyze people walk because of the memory. Yeah. So limitation is with the scientists and everyone, but they're trying to figure out what it is, but they never can because, like the DNA, for example, it's a, it's a, it's a amino acids chain of amino acids. Each amino acid, each amino acid goes deeper and deeper. Yeah. As deeper as the universe goes that way, the, the body goes deeper. Yeah. Side also, so the scientists can matter. In my in my practice, I tell people about the nervous system, and I, and I say, well, really, the nervous system is a series of sodium and potassium ions that, that go very very fast. I said that's just something that Hashem made just to keep the scientists busy trying to figure out. It's like you throw your baby a Lego game so he could be busy for three hours, right? <laughs> right. I just have my notes here. That's why I'm opening this. I'm not uh, checking messages. I should put my, I wrote notes here last night, so that's what I'm, uh, I didn't print, I didn't have a chance to print it, so that's why I'm looking at it. I don't want you to be choshed that I'm checking somebody's messages in the middle of uh, talking. I'm not so talented. Okay, so let's, let's, let's try to explain at least a little bit some of the messages that are being communicated here. When you say the words toyo and tikkun, we have to remember, I mean, we discussed this a few times, but uh, this is important to understand because it's so basic. And that is that in Kisvei Harizal, where the ideas of Toyo and Tikkun are developed from a Kabbalistic point of view, using Kabbalistic language. Yeah. That Baal HaTanya, like most of his colleagues, chose to use the language of Kabbalah to explain chesedus, and probably lahavdil, but I think a good metaphor for that is physics uses the language of mathematics to explain physics. Physics is not mathematics. It gets confusing because they employ the language of mathematics because it's a very useful language. It's a good keli for physics, but physics is not mathematics. Physics has ideas that mathematics yeah. sometimes they, they have to grapple to find. The Oisius. But mathematics serves as a pretty good Kali, as a pretty good structure for the ideas of physics. If you can, but you could convey physics without mathematics. You just have to know how to do it. You have to understand it a little better. <laughs> so Kabbalah is the language that he uses. He always uses that language. Igulim, Yoisha, Partsufim, Toyu, Tikkun, Svidas. It's a language. It's a very useful language because it's, it fits. But essentially, the Balatanya uses that language. But as you could see in all his Mishalim, yeah, he's trying to explain an idea, 
an idea and a concept which relates to practical life as much as it relates to Kabbalistic mathematics. In other words, it's not equations. The equations that are used are the language, but the Nikud is, 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 is a perspective that relates to every aspect of life. I just want to mention that, and this is true about every, every single mime. What would my marim look like if he didn't choose the language of Kabbalah? That's an interesting hypothesis, but he did. So, <laughs> that's the language. It does make it very difficult for people to read and learn and understand, because the language, you have to know, you have to know the language. So he has to use that language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I mentioning this is an important, if you understood what I said, it's a very important idea. Usually people will think differently. What you just said is completely different from what most, most of the people explain the Hasidus, because they said Hasidus is the way to explain Kabbalah. Right. What saying is the opposite. Yeah. Kabbalah is the language to... Yeah, the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Mahdi Rebbe once said, the Veldzak that Hasidus is a beard of Kabbalah. The Emes is Kabbalah is a beard of Hasidus. The word says Chassidus is an explanation for Kabbalah. Really, Kabbalah is an explanation of Chassidus. It's like almost the spiritual mathematics, the spiritual mathematics to explain Chassidus. He doesn't mean this chronologically, historically, but he means conceptually. Okay, now, I'm saying this because this is a very classic example of this. This Maimei, Gulim, and Yosha, and Partsufim, and Toyo, and Tikkun, you're reading Kabbalistic texts, but you're not really reading Kabbalistic texts. You're reading text of Chassidus. What's 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 the Nakuda? So this is very bekitzed here. Al Rebbe had a grandson, the Tzamach Tzadik, who who has a maimer in Derech Mitzvah. He explains this more at length, and he has a son, the Mitzvah Rebbe also explains this more at length. So I'm using some of their explanations in order to understand this a little better, at least some points of it, to my limited knowledge, and that is. That when you speak about Toyu and Tikkun, the way that Arizal presents it is that Toyu was the first Shemitah. And when we say the first, as he said, he doesn't mean in time and he doesn't mean the physical universe, but he means that preceding the world of Tikkun, preceding in terms of conceptual sequence, there's a reality called Toyu. And when you say preceding not in time, preceding not in time means something that precedes it in terms of sequence, you get to the second via the first. Yeah, but I'll give an example. One plus one equals two. Two minus one equals one. Can you get to number two without number one? No. Because first you have to define two as one plus one. Once I know that one and another one equals two, so then if I take two... (laughs) And and I subtract one from it. What am I left with? I'm left with one. No. Statement number two never existed without statement number one. And statement number one never existed without statement number two. There was never a time that one plus one equal two, but two minus one did not equal one. It just happened a hundred years later. Right? But you're going to call it but one is called kaidem, one is called, one precedes the other, not it precedes the other in time, but it precedes the other in concept. Yes, yes. This is the prerequisite. It's, sometimes you'll speak about sibo mesayvav, the cause and the effect, or ila va'alol, or min hakdima el ha'ichor. So, 
in, in, in Kabbalistic terminology, this is called time. This is really what's called time. Spiritual, a different type of time. Because what it means is that number two is a result or is a, is a consequence of the concept of number one, even though there was never a time, physical time, that one existed without two. Just, just one marshal to keep in your mind. So you say, toyu pre- precedes tikkun means there's a process of toyu that's followed by tikkun. What is this process? So the way that Rizal always describes it, and he's going to say it here later in the Maimon, we learned it in a few Maimarim of the Balatanya, that in Toyu, the Oiris were merubim and the Kalim were mawatim. The Oiris were many and the vessels were few. And in Tikkun, the lights are small, are few, and the vessels are many. Oiris mu'atim, bekelem merub. Diminished light in broad vessels. And in Toyu, it's broad light or expansive light or intense light in in narrow vessels and small vessels. As a result, is a process known as shviris hakelim. The vessels break from the burden, from the from the weight. I'm using again physical language from the intensity of the light. The vessels can't can't contain it, and uh, and the vessels break. And in the wake of the destruction of Toyu, a new world is built. Like you said in the beginning of the Maimed, that the seven kings of Toyu died. Vayimlech vayamas, vayimlech vayamas. They died. And then there is the second Shemitah, which is Olam HaTikun, Shanas Achakach, that happens after that. Then he spoke about the transplants of certain souls from Toyu that came to Tikun. So, which is a higher world, Toyu or Tikun? Toyu means chaos. Tikun means correction. Tikun, Lasakin Olam, right? Healing, uh, correction, wholesomeness. Tikun is a good word. Toyu is... Uh, Toyu is not, you know, you say Anashama uh, from Toyu, it's usually not a compliment. We learned in other Maimonim in Torah Vayishlach and told us that Esau's Shoirish was Toyu. Yeah? So why doesn't he say that Esau was a transplant from Toyu? He's bringing Moshe, Chanoich. It says the Shoirish of Esau, we learned, was from Elamat Toyu, the Shoirish of Yaakov's Elamat Tikkun. Yeah. So. You, so you can't understand this with the language of Toyu because it's too chaotic. You have to have Tikkun. <laughs> Everything you can only understand through Tikkun because Tikkun is structure. Tikkun is structure. Structure allows things to be sustained in a world that needs vessels and structure. But Toyu is the precedent of Tikkun because Toyu is the full truth of everything. And because Toyu is the full truth of everything, its intensity knows no bounds, because all truth is extremely intense and unlimited. He says it that in Toyu, you see, maybe I'm jumping ahead of myself. There's something called Oiris and Kalim, lights and vessels. One of the basics of Pnimi Yisatoyra, of Kabbalah, of Chesidus, you really have this already in Medrashas, that Hashem identified within Himself ten Koiches, and they're the building blocks of the universe. Shem identified within himself, within his infinite light, ten faculties. Yeah. Malchus. Or sometimes Keser, Keser, Malchus. When you count Das, you don't count Keser, you can't Keser, you don't count Das. And those are the building blocks of the universe. Those are the ten faculties with which God chose to create and sustain and relate to the universe. Each one of them is made up of Eir and Kali. Oir is the light, and Kali is the vessel. What's the difference between a light and a vessel? The best example probably is musical notes and the music. 
The musical notes, you open a piano book, there's musical notes. You know how to read them? Yeah? They carry music. Yeah? When a musician, a real pianist, opens up a musical book, he starts smiling. When I open up a musical book, I close it. Huh? Yeah. I don't hear anything. I just see lines. Yeah. Those lines are not lines. They're Caleb. The oir is the music. You have a vision. You want to write a book like every Jew. Right? That's the oir. But getting it down on paper, that's the keli. And everybody knows how hard it is. Have an idea. Have an epiphany. Okay. Send it to me by email. <laughs> okay. Three years later, I didn't get around to it. But it's an unbelievable idea. Ideas are powerful. They're iris. Iris is energy, light. You have an idea, you're going to create a business, you're going to change the world, and you're going to make $6 billion by next year. Oir. Sometimes oir comes, precedes Kaylee, and sometimes Kaylee precedes oir. Some people are more oir-oriented. Some people are more Kaylee-oriented. One way of describing it is the artist and the businessman. You know? Many artists died penniless. You know that, some of the greatest. Today, their paintings sell not less than $20 million, but they couldn't pay for their own tombstone. Musicians, singers, composers, brilliant. Why? Because talent, self-expression, it's unbelievable. But then the businessman comes to you and says, no, no, I got to package you. Nobody could package my art. Sorry. (laughs) Packaging, what's packaging? Caleb. You know the first thing of packaging is? You mutilate creativity. That's what real packaging is. Artists will die rather than have somebody mutilate their creativity. You submit your essay to the newspaper. The editor looks at it. I told you a thousand words, not four thousand words. It's too brilliant. It needs four thousand words. We don't have place for four thousand words. No, no, no. This is a historic essay. It's going to win me the Nobel Prize. The editor looks at it, right? What does he do? chops it up, you take a look and you have a heart attack. And there goes your Nobel Prize. They say, Schreiben von Druckfeller. I don't know how to translate that. Uh, (laughs) Writers don't die from heart failure, they die from print failure. In other words, they die when they see their article in the newspaper. You understand? The editor is thinking about one thing. I have a readership. I have to satisfy them. Most of my readers have ADD. They only read the headline. <laughs> then maybe they'll read the first three lines. Yeah. They call it today marketing. What is marketing? Marketing is not about your brilliance. Marketing is all about customer service. What the customers want. I don't care about your creativity and self-expression. That's not easy for an artist to hear. It's all about his self-expression. His music, his art, his ideas, whatever whatever type of self-expression. Yeah. Marriage. What's the oid of marriage? What's the keli of marriage? <laughs> it's pretty simple to understand. The oid of marriage is the energy in the marriage. The passion, the love, the connection, the camaraderie. What's the keli of the marriage? Taking out the garbage. <laughs> And that's where so much oil dies, because the keli is very limited. That's what a keli is. Niagara Falls has a tremendous current of water, but you can't drink from it. I need to put it in a bottle or cup with seven ounces. And seven ounces, 
is seven ounces. It limits all oiris. Kalim are here to limit and market the oir that it should be able to be receptive. So oiris and kalim are not a small, they're not small terms. They are the DNA of the universe. Everything in this world from the beginning of history is a marriage of oir and kalim. There's nothing that exists that's not a marriage of our keli. Sometimes it's more oil, less keli. Sometimes it's more keli and more. But there's always the symmetry, the combination of oil and keli. Because if you have oil without keli, it doesn't last. It doesn't have a structure. If you have keli without oil, it's lifeless. It's devoid of anything. And creating structures for oil is not easy because the two contradict each other. They have opposite agendas, opposite motives. Okay? So the, here there's a process of how the sphere is developed. Every sphere has oir and keli. Chesed has oir and keli. What's the oir of chesed? The love, the connection. The keli is how it's facilitated, how it's expressed. You know that some of your parents loved you to pieces. They die. Did they ever express it? <laughs> huh? We know your mother, but fine. Okay, you're lucky. There's a keli for it. And it's not just expression in words. Sometimes you could love somebody, your, your child doesn't even know you like them. <laughs> it's a tragedy. Why? Somehow, somehow it wasn't filtered in a way that the person can experience it. In your soul, you die for them. But there was, there was a, a detach from keli. Chachma bin ideas. Ideas are oiris, but every idea needs keli. In Chachma it says there's more oir than keli. In Bina there's more keli than oir. Because Chachma is of an epiphany. Very little Kalim. And Bina is structure. Right? So it says, in, in Tayu, the Oiris were great and the Kalim were small. In, 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 in Tikkun, the Kalim are great and the Oiris are small. And that's why Tikkun can survive. Because it has smaller Oiris. Meaning, the Kalim are very broad. So when he says that in Tayu, every sphere was an akuda. It was not nuanced, and therefore it was not integrated. Yeah. What does, what does this mean? This means that in Tayu, every experience is extreme. The earth is infinite. There's no room. There's no room uh, for limitation. And therefore it shines in its core. Whenever something is expressed at its core, it's not limited. All limitation comes from, you go a little bit away from the core. And therefore there's no integration either, there's no room for integration. There's something very beautiful about it, there's something very pure about it. An example for this is, whenever you become a child. When do you become a child? When a child has an emotion, yeah, and when we become children, which is pretty often, right, those emotions give no room for any other emotions. You took away a knife from your child, or you said you can't have ice cream tonight, or t- and he, he's frantic, right? And you start rationalizing and explaining this. I hate you. You're the worst Tati who ever existed. In the, for those 10 minutes, that is as authentic as it gets. You say, yeah, but yesterday I took you on such a beautiful trip. There's no yesterday. But look what I did for you. You know how, you know how much your tuition bill is this year? 
I'm picking it up. And you know how much I'm paying for this mortgage every month so that you have a place to live? And you know how much Shabbos costed me so that you can eat tofu and barley kernels and sourdough challah? When you're getting angry at me, are you taking all of this into consideration? Now you tell this to a husband who comes to therapy with his wife and they're angry at each other. 20 years, 20 years. Why? I'm in a place of toyu now. The emotion, this is it. It's just it. Now, can you live with this? The world of tikkun is very different. The world of tikkun is pratim or prate pratim. You already, you're not at its core. You dissect it. Ah, it's coming from this perspective, that perspective. I could see it from this way. I could see it from that way. You can already see different angles, different dimensions. And therefore, it can also coexist with other svidas. There could be hiskalalos. There could be structures. In Toyu, everything is at its extreme, at its core, because of its intensity. And therefore, it doesn't allow for the coexistence of something else because it's so pure. There's something so real about it. There's something so authentic about it. And Tikkun only happens after Toyu. It's a very different process. The energy must be compromised, diluted, uh, um, mitigated, contained. And then the chesed could say, oh, there's something called gvura. And that's what an organism is. An organism is never about one point of the body that takes over. An organism is not about an artist. The brain says, today I'm going to be, I have a lot to express. What's the definition of an organism? We work together. Huh? It's a company. Quite literally, it's a company. We work together. For me to work together, I can't take myself too seriously. <laughs> I have to take myself seriously, but I can't take myself too seriously. Yeah. Toyu's messages, if I'm true, I'm true. If, if this emotion is true, it, it's really, really true. Depends what's called sheker. <laughs> In the original world of Toyu, it's not sheker. So what he's saying here, sometimes you see a person in that state, right? That's a state of toyo. <laughs> that's a state of toyo. And it's, it, 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 that's the experience of toyo. And when you're in the world of toyo, it's as real as it gets. There's no room for anything else. You can watch it. You can watch it. You have to watch it. And tikkun can't change that. <laughs> You'll tell a person, yeah, but, no buts. <laughs> There's no buts. You ever see it in therapy? Huh? So you do all day. Right? So we try to delegitimize it. No, no, no. Don't. It's Toyu. This, this is a stage. In fact, you have to go through Toyu to come to Tikkun. You have to be able to understand, experience it. Not everybody, some people are already programmed in different ways. You have to get to Tikkun because Toyu, you won't survive. You will never survive with Toyu. So in the relationship, both people have to but but the kalim you build for oir, and when oir develops initially, it's as nekudas. It's nekuda is like a nuclear, like a when you split an atom, it unleashes tremendous momentum. And there's no kalim for it. Sorry, there's no limit. There's no negotiations. <laughs> Somebody's in the state of toil. How does he go into uh, dickens? How do you not get stuck? Yeah, yeah. Get married. Ganz <laughs> 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 get
You see, sometimes in three seconds, somebody can say what the other guy is trying to say for an hour. <laughs> he meant it literally. He did it. He was not joking. You could check his. You, you could check his text. You'll see. <laughs> you could check everybody's texts. You have to move on, but you have to respect it and don't get scared of it. <laughs> People get scared of it. Oh, I'm, I'm a lost case. You're not a lost case. You're doing exactly what God did. <laughs> you're not, tell you, it's real. Every mid that has to be experienced, and that's what children are. Children are a glimpse of that. Okay, they're children. They're not adults. They don't run, they don't, they can't run the house. It's true. If they run the house, it looks like tell you. Right? But children, nobody will suggest that the world will be better off without children. Khalila. There were those who suggested that. Because children, we call them adorable. Part of their being adorable, they can get away with it because they're four years old, right? They can get away with saying, you're the worst father who ever lived on this planet. You're not coming to my birthday ever, ever again. You're not getting anything of my birthday cake. And then the father says, I paid for the birthday cake. You and Einstein. And he says, I don't care if you paid for the birthday cake. It's my birthday cake. It's cute. It's adorable. What's so cute about it? This is a <laughs> pure energy. Pure energy. Yeah. But purists, you know what happens to purists? They get married. If they do. We can discuss this for another three hours, but we need some kalim. So, Mitzatoyhu, the Shia should go on. Mitzatikon. The Shia should end. Tomorrow there's going to be a Shia. Okay? Same time. You see, Mitzatoyu, Dafmanish, and the Kin. Abetikon, Dosidos. That's the beauty of Toyu. Right? When you're young, you could sit in one thing forever. Extreme. Extremism. In a good way, extremism. Yeah? The Rebbe and the, the system is kind of still trying to develop Yeah. But you want to develop the Kalim with Oid. <laughs> not that way. You and me have other experience. Yeah. If what? The Kalim is not getting developed. Some people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have both. You need attention. Okay, let's move on. Sorry for the Kalim. <laughs> A lot of revolutionaries had oil, but no Kalim. <laughs> Did you write this all down? <laughs> what you were just telling us? Last night, before I fell asleep. It's a murder of Masbir. No, where was it? I never had such a clarity about it. This is not... Uh, Tell you whatever, just some notes to, to structure the class. How did you? How did you understand this? I don't know. This. I read a lot about it in the Maimarim. I looked up all the Maimarim. I, I, I was basically the Machzadek writes. Eventually, became clear. So I read, I read this, but it made, made no sense. Okay. Before you explain it, it made zero sense. 
What point made it so clear for you? And the explanation of the trouble is pure, pure emotion. Pure. And therefore infinite, uh, unconstrained, uh, no other calculations, no compromises. Don't look at it from another perspective. No other perspective. And actually, I understand now that Ace of Yeah, yeah. One dimension. And there's something very special about it. You have to be able... That's why, yeah, it's for love. Because it's sort of purity. Purity, yeah. 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 And, and the problem with it is not with it. The problem is that we don't have Kalim for it. <laughs> Including the person himself. The person himself. So it drives him crazy. In a way, it's a destruction. And he destroys himself. Yes. He believes that he's a destroyed person because look at me. Look at Shuganaya. The whole world is saying, calm down, and I'm the only crazy person. Right. So you destroy yourself. That People don't realize, Shvira Sakelem is what you do to yourself. Right. You, you, you break They're yourself. Brave, brave you break yourself. I'm sorry for our 12-minute uh, delay. Huh? We were having too much of a good time. Uh, <laughs> It's a problem, right? Time doesn't exist. Huh? When shiurim are boring and monotonous, they never have a problem ending on time. <laughs> you know that, right? When they're interesting, it's a little... Uh, <laughs> like the kids don't want to leave the amusement park. We want to stay another couple hours. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.